Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a show of a lifetime for you this evening. On the far side of the table, we've got Matthew Boyle. Hey, what's happening, you guys? And on the other side of the table, we've got Thomas Parry. Yeah. Let's get ready to podcast! Tom and Matt attack! Ding, ding! Certainly exciting, wasn't it, Matthew? I got a black eye. Already? Yeah. Oh. Been hit hit myself in the face with a mic. Oh dear! I was going to say I didn't do that. I'm not really coordinated today. I apologise. I apologise a lot on this podcast. I've noticed. I apologise. I apologise. It'll become your catchphrase if you're not careful. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the the sign off of Game On, it'll just be I apologise <laughs> on a t shirt. We have to apologise for every show, do we now? I think we do. <laughs> I think we owe it oh, no. to the audience. Wait, let's make such a good show. You don't have to apologise, Matthew. I'd like to think. Okay, right. We could do that. We're going to just start from the top. Yeah, let's do it. That's usually where people start from. Unless you're a ladder, then well, you generally I, I climb know, up. You know, we're, we're, we're climbing up. We started at the bottom. We're, yeah. we're we're getting there. Some could say we're moving on up. We're moving on up. Yeah. Okay. Go on. So so what games have I bought this week? Nothing. What games have you bought this week? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I see Matt's got a nice long list there. But actually, uh, since we're recording this quite soon after the last podcast, I haven't actually bought any video games. So I, I'm very surprised that Matthew's managed to uh, accumulate mass. this uh, this list of games in, what is it, uh, three days? Less than... <laughs> yeah, no, th- three days. Theoretically speaking... <laughs> Um, the first two on the list, which I'm actually going to talk about on the played section more than the bought, I'll just kind of whiz through them here, uh, which is uh, Game & Wario and Time & Eternity. We technically bought last week. Um, I just kind of forgot I'd pre-ordered them, and they came in the post, and I was like, oh, that's nice. Well, I didn't forget I'd pre-ordered Game & Wario, because I, I knew that was out. And I was kind but of the, the Time & Eternity was a nice surprise, was it? Yeah, I'll talk about <laughs> that in played. Great game. Um, no, but so I kind of went to GameStop um, and I'm going to have a rant about it when I get to it for the reason I went to GameStop and the price of it, which seems ridiculous. Uh, and yeah, they just happen to have a few things in the GameStop sale at the moment, namely JRPGs. And then now, by the, the term sale, if we use that term very loosely, don't we, in Denmark? Or is this genuinely a sale? It seemed genuinely like a sale. So a game for £40 that was usually £70. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say about 60 quid. Yeah, yeah I, I walked up to um, the PS3 section going, ooh, I'll see if the new Ireland game's any cheaper. No, still 50 quid. Yeah, I think Deadpool is uh, 500 kroner here, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Whereas it's you bought Deadpool. You didn't I talk d- about I did, that last week. I did, but I said that. I said I bought it last week. I did just you? haven't played it yet. No, that's true. Yeah, okay. Ah, um, damn it. I will I, talk about you've it. You've got to have bought something. Um, I, I didn't actually mention that I'd, I had bought Persona 4, 4 Arena. Arena. But uh, we have covered the game on the show. Yeah, uh, many a times. It's I'd, good. Go I'd held it. off buying it because uh, 
I knew it would come down eventually. And I've, I've made this mistake a lot of times and I've bought fighting games on release because I was very excited about playing them. Uh, on this occasion, Matt actually bought the game on, re- on release. I did. So I guess <laughs> I experienced the game through Matthew uh, when, it, when it first came out. And I thought it looked good, uh, but I was, I was waiting for it to come down a little. And it, it did. I got it for uh, 16, 17 pounds. It was somewhere around that. And for those new mark. listeners, I love it. Tom kind of isn't really as big a fan a as yet. the Arc System games. No, I I, I I like the Arc System games, but I, I don't tend to get into them as much as other fighters. Yeah, that's fair enough. But it's, it's, it's a lovely looking game, and, and I, I think sometimes they're, they're very fast, and they're, they're very lovely looking and well animated, and uh, that's fine. They're, they're, they're not... They are... <sighs> Can say they're not traditional in a way. No, in that's a way what I they're not like traditional. Uh, and and I think what what at first about that confused me about Persona Four Arena was how many different controls were going on. You know, you had these things called personas which you could use, and it seemed overly complicated to me at first. It's really not though. It's yeah, no, I'm sure yeah, once I start playing well it, that's why I, I'm giving it a, a crack. So yeah. Anyways, uh, but yeah, so I I saw a few things in there. Like I said. Game of Wario, Time and Eternity, we bought. I'll talk about them in a bit. Um, I bought, I can't pronounce it. What is it? How do you say it? Is it Is? Ease. Ease, thank you very much. Um, the Age of... Nafishtim. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it the said age of nepotism. Aquarius. I was just like, that's bloody dark. Um, nah. <laughs> I think it's not hyperdimension Neptunia. Yeah, uh, that's true. Hyperdimension Neptune, yeah. Something. Yeah. No, that looks, that looks okay. Hmm. It's in this game, and after time and eternity, I'm a bit worried about this game. So, but anyway. Um, yeah, so this I got that. It's a long-running series, isn't it? Um, the series. Yeah. Got but you've not played... I've not games. played any of them. They're one of the, the few JRPG series that kind of has eluded me over the hmm. years. I'm familiar with them because um, Johnny Millennium of the... Really quite fantastic uh, show on, on YouTube, uh, Happy Console Gamer, which I've been watching for. I was actually watching that today. I'm watching him for, for a long while now, and uh, I think he's a good host, him along with Rob Mann. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I've heard him talk about that series a lot. He's a big fan. Yeah. I think you'd get along with him. He's very into JRPGs. Yeah, Is he, he on Twitter? It. Possibly. We'll, we'll yeah. tweet him up. Um, yeah, so I bought Is The Age of Shabadabadoo. Um, for <laughs> 99 kroner, which is not too bad. I've seen it online for uh, around £30, pounds, something like that, so I was kind of happy to pick it up. I brought my PSP with me um, from the old country, so I actually came over with an Ouya, a PSP, my 3DS, and the Nintendo 64. Unfortunately, the N64 died on the journey. It will be missed. Um, so yeah, kind of excited you're, you're, to play that on, on the way. You mentioned that on the last podcast. Yeah, but actually, Gemma may give me hers. Ha, 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 ha. Oh. Yeah, so that's good. Um, thank you, Gemma. And so, yeah. Do you really want to part with it, Gemma? Ease! <laughs> Ease! <laughs> and I bought Little King Story as well. Uh, new Little King Story, I should say, for the PS Vita. Mm, the Little King's all grown up. Yeah, he is. Serious business. Action yeah. RPG. I like the one on the Wii. Sure, I yeah, like the one. Played on the, the one on the Wii. Then. I've briefly played the one I've on the Wii. Briefly Fro- played the one on the Wii until I decided it wasn't the kind of game I, I liked. Yeah, I played it for all of five minutes. I can't really comment on it to be honest yeah. with you. It may take a swing 
in the wrong direction for me, but yeah, we'll see. It was it, it was, was certainly well received, and there were a lot of people who enjoyed the, the Wii games. So uh, yeah, I assume this PSP Vita is uh, similar. Okay. Yeah, I've heard it's very good, actually. I've heard it's kind of a, a real natural progression to it. But like I said, I can't comment. I haven't played either in depth. So. It's like you've got too many games to play. It's almost it's like as if I should stop buying it's them. It's almost as if I should <laughs> stop buying them. Uh, but I picked that up purely because, and I'll I'll jump to my main my main qualm this week. So I like saying that word on this podcast too. Qualm. qualm. Um, it sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Continue. Qualm. Especially if I say it with a Welsh accent. Qualm. Qualm. Kermit the Frog says Guam. Um, you should do that voice more often. On the well, Kermit the Frog voice. Yeah. I actually promised a uh, big film. I would do the Kermit the Frog voice on the <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, I bought a PlayStation Vita memory card. Um, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's an exciting purchase, isn't it? It's a 16 gig one. Um, Did it cost enough to warrant us being called a... No, no, Sorry, no, 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 I'm out of the bag, haven't I? Yeah, um... Why didn't they just do SD cards? Like, And I know they did this with the Memory Stick Duo and the PSP, which is still something that annoyed me because that was very expensive. And yeah, like, I could do with another one. Fortunately, the PSP um, Memory Stick Duo was used for cameras and stuff, so it was pretty easy to find it yeah, cheap. Yeah, my um, yeah, video camera. I, think I, I honestly think I've got a 32 gig stick in my PSP, and I think I've never needed another one. Because I've just kind of I didn't really well, download games. Yes, I mean nowadays the download things become huge, uh, especially with all the stuff on the PlayStation Network, uh, yeah, PS Plus. But you know, in this age of digital distribution, <laughs> with the Xbox One and obviously the PS4 trying to push this digital download angle, and obviously, um, I mean, you can buy PSP games, you can buy PS One games. And that's the only way you can get them on the PS Vita. You have to download them. So I was like, okay, I'll get another memory card. I'll start trying to embrace this a little bit more. There's games like Persona 1, the remake for the PSP on there for 70 kroner. I'll get some. I'll pick some up. That'll be good. Stop me buying physical copies. You can just buy digital copies, which are a lot cheaper. And then I saw the price of the memory cards, which is something that annoyed me when I bought the Vita initially. But like 16 gigabytes, 400 kroner on sale. Should have been 500 kroner, i.e. nearly £60. Which is the price across the board, isn't it? Yeah, I was looking at Amazon earlier and I saw that they weren't in that sort of price range. They're ridiculous. Like, honestly, I can't... Yes, I get this more. I get the fact that, you know, you can... They're very, very tiny cards and all this kind of stuff. Just make an SD slot, honestly. Like, I was in uh, Shiphole when I flew back the other day. Two 32 gigabyte sticks for... 20 euros mm-hmm. so like I could have theoretically bought 128 gigabytes of data if it was SD cards for the same price it, as this it's stick. the old argument isn't it for having this uh, format uh, exclusive format I guess when they the consoles now have hard drives they can't charge you for the memory cards like no and this is what irks me about it because obviously like they want me to, you know, there's incentives to buy digital and stuff, but surely you're earning enough money off me buying the digital copies of the game. I'll put them up. I'll pay it. Just make the memory cards reasonable. And yes, I know I can download them off the cloud, yada, yada, yada. But when I'm out and about, if I'm on in the airport, maybe I don't want to play Gravity Rush, which takes up most of my current 4 gig memory card. 
Maybe mm, I would like to play something else and I don't have an internet connection. And I don't want to erase Wipeout because so it's a very this, good game. Until this gets sorted out, I don't think digital downloads are uh, maybe not the way to go. I don't know. Like well, they're, they're, a good, they're a good way to go, but uh, it doesn't seem very uh, user-friendly. Theoretically speaking, like a 16-gig card now should be very good. Because obviously I don't need to store everything. And well, I how, mean, how like, big is your average PS Vita game? Uh, judging from Uncharted, which seems like quite a sizable one, 2 gig. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, if I take that 2 gig, say there's a gigabyte storage for saves and that kind of stuff, I should be able to get, what, 5, 6, 7, yeah, 7 games. Don't discount that PS1 games are actually, I've discovered this more than you'd think. Yeah, 800 MB, I just saw um, Wild Arms was. Yeah. Which is pretty sizable. Somewhere bigger. Yeah. I'd imagine Final Fantasy is quite sizey. Yeah. Sizey. Sizey. Sizable. That's a word, I'm coining it. Sizey. Coining it. Yeah, but like, I just don't get it. Why is it so expensive? Why? I've already shelled out for the console. I'm already paying for your digital downloads. Why are you trying to hit me again in the pocket? Grab money off us. These big companies. Yes. Um, so that happened, and then as a result of that, in kind of protest, the first time I went in the store to buy a memory card, before I realised that was a universal price. A bottle of King story, which was 149 krona, which is pretty good. I've seen it a lot more, even on PSN at the moment, it's 300 krona. So I'm like, yeah, I'm okay with that price. I'm sure it'll be a good game. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, then I bought a Star Ocean Second Evolution. Did you? I did. I didn't tell you about that one. Said it would. Yeah, that was only ninety nine kroner as well, though. So it's all right. <laughs> can't help it. <laughs> I can't help it. I like how you're so concerned about what I'd think. I know. If you were to say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's Wednesday, Tom. It's not even the start of the week. I'm letting that out of the bag. It's been three days since I've recorded the last podcast, oh. and these are the games I've bought since. Yeah. Um, second Star Ocean game uh, fetches a mighty sum on the PS1 for a game that I remember being... It's a PS1 game? It's a PS1 oh, game. You've bought it online, have you? I, I bought No, I bought it on the PSP. Oh, sorry. They re-released it on the PSP. Um, purely because, A, I play most of my JRPGs on portable systems now because mm. I haven't got the time to sit down in front of the TV and I don't want to steal the TV away from you because I'm considerate. Oh, um, so I picked it up on there. Good game from what I remember. I've been, I remember being really, really off-put at the use of the word fanny in the game, which obviously in America means bottom. In Britain, it means something else. I thought it was being crude for the sake of being crude and being like, ah, 14-year-old me does not approve when it was just making... I, I, I can imagine 14-year-old point. I do not approve of the word fanny in this video game. It's also... It's in... disgraceful. Mother, have you seen <laughs> the language you're using in this game? I played Final Fantasy VII, and like the intro section of that is just Barrett's all of his words essentially just like, you know, comic book style swearing blanked out mm. for the most part. Uh, I thought that was quite, ooh, but like risky. the, yeah, the use of the word fanny. I was just like, ah, but it means bomb, so it's okay. Landed on their behind. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to playing it now. Uh, I did enjoy it. Star Ocean <laughs> series is pretty good. To be honest, I think it's the only Star Ocean game I've played. I don't think I've even played. Oh no, I tell a lie. I played the one on the Xbox, but that's nothing to write home about. The 360, the Last Hope. Hmm. Yeah, it wasn't. That was the last RPG I think I played on the Xbox. 
And then I got uh, Beautiful Joe Double Trouble because it was 49 kroner. And I like Beautiful Joe. Yeah, it's it's not bad. I, I mean, I've had brief experience with the game. Uh, the only thing I remember of it was I remember you were controlling Beautiful Joe with the D-pad and doing stuff on the screen with the stylus. And, and that's always a little bit awkward. I but, don't know. You know. You should play um, The World Ends With You because The World Ends With You kind of does a similar thing, but you're playing okay. on two screens at once. But using styles on the bottom screen. Give and it a go. Tell us what you think of it. I mean, it's a yeah, long time I'll since I've um, played it. So. Yeah. It'll be a while before I can tell you what I think about it, though. You can you can still speak to me when I'm in another country. You know? No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, how am I supposed to communicate with you in another country? Pigeon? Well, there's a thing called the telephone. Telemophone? <laughs> <laughs> Do explain. There's a thing called the internet as well, you know. You could record a podcast and I could listen to it. I thought we were listening to this. I thought it was just us in our bedrooms listening to it at night. <laughs> oh, God. I've no, it's going wrong. on the internet. Other people listen to this I podcast. thought those people I was tweeting to on all, Twitter all, are you. All the ones that rate, rate and subscribe. Yeah, all those ones rating and subscribing. Thank you very much. Um, I thought they were you. Oh. No, sorry, Matt. Okay. They're wow. Real, they're this real is, people. You this is really eye-opening. Hello yeah. there, people in... What, what do you call it? Internet? The, in- the internet. Hello, people in internet. <laughs> How are you? Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, also bought a hidden play site, which I'm going to talk about now because we're going to that really the fast. What, say it again. Hidden in plain sight. There we go. Which are. is my Danish deal of the week at eighty Microsoft points. Not a special price, just a not a special a price, price. Just the price of Xbox Live indie titles because it was great fun to play. Thanks for the recommendation, Tom. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Thank you, Ashens. Thank you, Ashens. This is where I heard about for it. For telling you Great, to Great uh, guy on YouTube. Lots of fun review videos. Uh, I think if you're listening stuff. to a, a video games podcast, you've probably heard I think Ashens, you'll probably think. appreciate Ashens. Stuart Ashens. Uh, check him out on, on YouTube. Yeah. Like we need to plug him. I think he's Exactly. I think popular. he's got a couple of million <laughs> subscribers, Tom. I think he's doing all right. Um, yeah, but uh, do you want to dive into your plate since I've done my board and we can talk about Hidden in Plain Sight? Oh, what, we do that now? Yeah, I guess so. That's the I played of... Hidden in Plain Sight <laughs> with Matthew. Really? Uh, he da- he downloaded the game. We played the trial first and we were enjoying it so much. That we bought the game? We, well, that, I bought the game. just purchased yeah. it straight out. I did, and then it reset our and game, so and we were both very disappointed. Ex- do you want me to explain? Yeah, go what for the it. The game is okay. So you, it, it's quite a unique one. You're presented with a with a, with a screen full of little characters wandering around. They're knights. They're goblins. Yeah, it's they're got ogres, a kind of a fantasy feel. Uh, so they're all wandering around there, and, and uh, the first game mode is uh, it's it's specifically multiplayer, so. Uh, the first part is to, to f- work out which one of these people wandering around you actually are. Yeah. So so you wiggle your stick a little bit, and you'll think, oh, which one Which one am I controlling? Then you're like, okay, I know. The other player doesn't know. You see, you see this is a clever bit. Uh, so uh, you go around assassinating the other people on the uh, map. Yeah. Yeah, and the other person trying to work out which one you are, and the other idea is to take each other out. Yeah, that's really one cool. of the game modes. Now that it's is um, one of the game modes. Yeah. Maybe not even the best game mode. I don't think it is. I think no. the one I guess you're going to talk like about. Yeah, the sniper now. one. Yeah, the sniper one. 
Ooh. Sniper one. The sniper fantastic. one. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a rather good one actually. And in that one, one of you is a sniper, and again, one of you is controlling one of the little fellows walking around. Of course, the sniper doesn't know which one you are, and the little uh, dude you, you're playing as, you wander around trying to collect coins, which are littered across the um, the, the area, uh, the screen, should I say? And uh, these coins don't disappear when you collect them; they just make a sound. So the sniper. It's following the sounds and trying to see which one of the characters is walking over a coin when the sound occurs. But there's roughly, I'd say, about 40 sprites walking around the screen at the same time. Yeah, there's a lot of characters walking around, so it's very difficult. There's an awful lot of coins, too. They're littered around, so you're trying to guess. You're trying to see for things like if someone walks through two coins at once, you're like, okay, there's two coins there. They would have been able to walk through them in this succession. And as a sniper, you've only got three bullets. That's so you need to make them count. And obviously, point. you can still miss as well. You can't. It's not necessarily about mm. just hitting the right target. You've got to make sure you you're dead on. Like. Yeah. So as as the uh, the thief, shall we call him, uh, you've got to use some quite clever tactics to trick the sniper. Uh, for example, don't get a load of coins in one go. No. You have to be uh, very sporadic. Uh, even stop. Maybe stay still. Maybe just stand right underneath where the sniper is just to throw him off. I did that for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I I stopped my character, but then still made the gestures that I was moving and I was tapping the A button at the same time to mm. make it feel like I was clicking the buttons. Yeah. Yeah. Serious yeah. business. So you can use some quite clever tactics when playing this game. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think those are the two best game modes, to be honest. There's a racing one. There as is well. a racing one, but that, I thought that was a bit of a disappointment. Um, essentially, there's a load of characters, I'd say roughly 12 characters lined up on the left side of the screen. You can press A to walk, which everyone else does, or you can press Y to run. Um, none of the other sprites seem to run, and that's kind of my problem with the first game, is that no one else can assassinate people other than the people controlling people. Yeah. So the other characters don't die, so you don't try and go for the NPCs. I think it'd be too hard to work out who was the assassin then, wouldn't it? Yeah, but then once someone's assassinated someone, you know where they are. Like, And then, obviously, there's a thing where you've got to hit these statues as well, and then you can win the game that way by oh, cl- yeah, we hitting didn't statues. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention that one. But like, the main purpose of the game, really, is just to try and kill each other. Hmm. And like, so once one person's like the cat out of the bag, the other person knows who they are. Obviously, in four-player, that could be a bit different, and you could probably... Yeah, I look forward to playing with more than uh, two players. But going back to the uh, racing game there. Yeah. So uh, so you, you're controlling a character, you're also controlling uh, you, something else, aren't you? Yeah, there's one... You've got a sniper, a sniper thing as well. Yeah, you've got one bullet. So essentially, you have to try and suss out who the other character is of the racers. And then you use your one bullet. But once one person's shot, and I'm not sure if this changes in the other game, then the snipers disappear. So mm. if you miss or if you hit the wrong target, then you both have to try and sprint for the finish as fast as you can. And that's it wasn't the as entertaining there. as, as uh, the, the thief one. No, definitely not. And then the third mode was... You were a knight, and some the other person was a ninja, and there was loads of ninjas on the other side who were trying to assassinate royalty. And your job as the knight was to kill the ninja on the opposite side, who was actually the person you play in. Mm-hmm. But then the ninja's job was to knock the knight out and assassinate as many people as they could, because you can kind of blend back in. Yeah, we, we only, didn't play that one. We only played it once now. or twice. It, it that, didn't seem as interesting. Back to. Yeah, maybe. It seemed like a game for more than. 
two people. Yeah, right? I can't it wait to like get four. a few people over in and have another go on that. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of games, I can't wait to play with a load of other people. Game of Wario. Mm. Yeah, what are your thoughts, Tom? Oh, yeah, we played this game together, didn't we? You played a little bit more than me, but uh, I thought maybe I was expecting something really, really wacky. Seriously wacky from what I'd read. And I think that's more in some of the things you can unlock are very surreal. Mm. Uh, apparently, apparently some really weird sequences that you can unlock by winning games and using tokens that are very off the wall. The games themselves, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty far out there. They're pretty wacky. But they're not as wacky as I was expecting them to be. No. Um, for me, personally, it feels like a watered-down version of WarioWare, of what I know of WarioWare, because I've only played it briefly. Well, they're totally different because the games aren't short. But it feels like beat-the-beat. But it feels like a, a, a non-rhythm-based beat-the-beat. It's a selection of mini-games, some better than others. Uh, but there's plenty of replayability. To but this, there's, I, I to be honest with you, there's 12 mini-games and there's four available exclusively for multiplayer. Yeah. But I, I don't really get the urge to play it. Like... I really, really, there's a one minigame on it which is fantastic, and I think in that minigame lies the flaw of the whole thing. It's essentially your, what's the character's name? Uh, the kid? Uh, Nine Volt. Nine Volt, and it's a game called Gamer. And the idea is essentially you're playing um, WarioWare on your, like a kind of a handheld console, which is essentially the Wii U gamepad. And while you're doing that, you've got to watch the screen. The TV screen, this is. Yeah, the TV while screen. You're playing the while you're playing the... the game on the gamepad screen. Yeah. And your mother checks up on you to see if you're asleep. And essentially, you've got to pretend to be asleep. You've got to duck under the covers. But every I, time you duck yeah. under the covers, you get sleepy. Yeah. So you kind of got to judge the right moment to duck under the covers so you don't get seen by your mum. Yeah. And so you don't fall asleep and it keeps going until you fall it's asleep. It's a great idea and it works really well. Oh, it's such a good game. Honestly, like, I purchase for me was worth that but that that's I, a lot of money to pay for one exactly this is I, I enjoyed the mini games i played and i actually find it quite refreshing how straightforward they actually were sometimes you know a simple challenge like that is all i need personally for a little bit of uh, like entertainment i can i think this game will be perfect for younger kids Definitely. seriously this is like a great game to buy a young one for your wii u i think so yeah i mean obviously the mini games they seem to get more challenging as they go along and the more you yeah, play so you only and played stuff. The, the, the first round of each of these games. I went back and played a bit more of okay. the uh, puzzle game kind of thing and I played a few. The but then, work one. Yes, but then yeah. the Wii U remote died after us playing the oh, game yes, for like two hours so I got frustrated and turned it off. Um, but like, there's a part, right, let's just run through the minigames because there's 12 in total. Okay, you played so four, uh, you played eight of them, right? You got onto like, like the last that. screen. The first one was uh, using the uh, gamepad as a uh, bow and arrow and you were to fire arrows off that onto the screen to uh, defend against hordes of marauding uh, mini warios who were after some strawberries. Yes. Funny concept. It was, yeah. And the, in the end, you have a, a boss that's a tank, and you have to take that down. Was wasn't particularly difficult on on the first level. No. Um, and it was nice enough. But it, as an opening game, it didn't wow me. No, it didn't wow game. me either. It kind of like, kind of reeked a bit of tech demo to me. To be honest with you, I was a bit disappointed. I was like, oh boy, and like 
some of the other games I actually quite enjoy, but like for me, that I think that's the weakest. There one. are a little bit more to it. Sometimes there's mines on the ground. If you shoot them, you yeah, there's nice and mechanics. Then the idea like about uh, collecting the pepper, and if you uh, if you pepper charge your arrow before you fire it, yeah, because the arrow has Wario's nose at the end, and as you tap it, you you, you fill it with pepper, and it makes more of an explosive uh, reaction. Sneeze arrow. A sneeze yeah. arrow, and I, I love the humor in the game. Right. Yeah, it's cool, and the, like the cutscenes and stuff are great. Mm. And then it was on to a photo game in which there were a lot of uh, criminals Funny. hidden in a building, and you had to take. Photos. They didn't look very criminal. No, they, they didn't. They looked very happy, <laughs> and they're hiding you different in... shaped heads. That was the main thing about it: this triangle yeah. head or a rectangle head or oval head. A head that looked a bit like a squash. Yes. Yeah, yeah there was uh, some like that. So you had to kind of like find these people and use the Wii U gamepad to kind of like look around the screen in more detail, and then and you we had found to take people. good pictures of them in a very similar fashion to Pokemon Snap. You got to make sure the character is in the middle. You know, you're not cutting off any part of his head. And the idea is to just get photos of all the characters it tells you to. Yeah. Yeah. Which is okay. It seemed pretty fun. I didn't play it. Tom yeah, it was one. it was quite tricky actually when you had the uh, looking at the gamepad and zooming in to to get it all in the shots at once. And, of course, some of them are moving, one them, like one's in a car driving. So you've, you, there is a certain amount of skill. It wasn't instantly satisfying. Yeah. But it was okay. Okay. Yeah. What was the third one? Do you remember? There was a uh, Kung Fu one. I remember that one. No, it was the skiing one, one third. The skiing right? one. Yeah, right, which yeah. I kind of liked. I thought yeah, that was kind of cool. Using the uh, gamepad in, in an upright position and tilting it from left to right. On, the, on your gamepad, you see a top-down view of your skier. Uh, and you yeah, it uses the gyroscope function in the control pad, and then you you lean it left or lean it right, depending on which way the track goes, which you can see on the screen. And there's and boosts as well on the track. So yeah, and the it was a little similar to the F Zero game on uh, Wii Party. Yeah, definitely yeah. It felt exactly the same as that actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nintendo Land, you mean, not Wii Party. Oh, sorry. That yeah. isn't out yet, Tom. No, no, we. Ah, it's confusing. Nintendo Land, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is like Nintendo It Land. is like Nintendo Land, and this is my biggest <laughs> qualm with it. Like, it just... Oh, just like the minigames. And yeah, they're fun. But like, this is the second game I've purchased now, which has just been a bunch of limited minigames. That's all this console seems to have at the moment. <laughs> the, the the Kung Fu game uh, is pretty good. Uh, you hold the uh, Wii... What's it called? Gamepad. I, I yes. doesn't always register that. Uh, flat, kind of holding it in front of you. How do you do that? Horizontally. For those who can't see, Tom is miming, holding a it's gamepad like holding a in tray, his fists. You know. yeah. You've got to hold it horizontally. And you look down on it and, and you see like... Uh, a bird's eye view of the character and you have to tilt it to make him jump and just tilt it and make sure he lands on the uh, platforms. It's very hard to explain some of these mini-games. Yeah. It's kind of, you use a gyroscope and you kind of like, you dip it so he is, you know, as I if you're making from a the jumping top. gesture yeah. by kind of like lifting it up afterwards. That was actually quite challenging and I thought that was a reasonably unique idea. Yeah. Um... There was the witch one. The witch one, yeah, which is like a a side-scrolling shooter. Yeah, it's like pretty. You cool. tilt the Wii remote to move the uh, the girl. Uh, what's her name? Ashley. Yeah. On 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 a broom, um, 
Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. You automatically shoot at enemies and collect power ups. But you just tilt in, just uh, using the gyroscope. Yeah, again. and you can uh, do a, do like a full loop, uh, loop, loop. loop if you need to collect the. Uh, yeah, because they're ammo, you see. The, the things you collect are ammo. If you run out, you don't. Shoot. Can you do a barrel roll? Do a barrel roll, Fox. Uh, no, loop the loop. Okay. Sorry. Disappointing. No. Marking this down. 2D two two for, for, for barrel rolls. That's written in my notebook. Okay. Um, there's the patchwork game, as we previously mentioned, oh, which is yes. essentially they uh, two ninja ladies cut up a load of ribbon stuff, and then you put it together on a big grid and mm. the presentation with that was very uh preschool kid it was friendly. very uh, yeah but it's just kind of like a simple puzzle game and these things fit together and obviously you don't know how they fit together and then they make something like i made a mario face last night was the last one i made mm. but it could be a flower or a bowler hat or something like that and it all comes together in the end in like into one solid color and then they bring it out into regular color it's kind of cool um. Yeah, I I played that one the most afterwards. That was mm. the one I kind of went back to and was like, oh, that was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, as we mentioned, there was Gamer then. There was also one with a... I don't think I played any more. I don't myself. think you did. You played the taxi one. It's a taxi one, which is kind of a bit like Crazy Taxi in the fact you're in a... Hover taxi. You're in a hover taxi with a cat and a dog. And there's aliens trying to abduct cows. You've got to drive around. And this the is thing. a top-down view. Yeah, it's it? top-down view on the screen, but oh. first person on the game. Oh, really? I never yeah. saw that. And then you aim up, kind of like in Demperman, when you're trying to catch things, and you shoot at the spaceships, and you save the cows and stuff. That was kind of nice. I kind of enjoyed that, but yeah. I, I'm not sure if it'd be limited by the map, maybe mm. on further games. But I didn't. I haven't played the further round, so maybe the map does yeah. vary and whatever. Um. Other than that, there was a pirate game, which was just a beat-the-beat game, but it was not very good. A rhythm good. game. It's the least favourite of all okay. of them on there. Purely because Wario is saying things. The music very much reminded me of the Rhythm Monkey beat-the-beat game. Mm. Like, Essentially, there's like a Captain Wario guy on a ship, and he's yelling out to his men because he's commanding them from a ship in front of you. You'll either say centre, top, left, or right. Mm-hmm. I found it very, very difficult to hear him. Mm. And then after you've done that, you have to do like a weird kind of just dance thing where you have to pause with the gamepad. And like you literally, like I tried to just rig it by like holding it up or whatever, but like it wouldn't have it. Like I needed Uh, to have like, you know, done the motion to get into it for it to go, okay, at me. But like you, you essentially, didn't that one, did no, you? I, I just couldn't hear Wario. Like no. the whole gist of it is like he shoots arrows at you, so you need to lift the Wii U pad in front of you like a shield, and then you get the arrows. So you say like left, right, and go blip, blop, and then you go down, okay. So you got it on the down, okay. You got to like tilt mm. the shield down as if you're getting the arrows mm. off the thing. But you have to do it in time with the rhythm. You have to do it in time with the rhythm. Yeah. Which is a bit of a challenge because sometimes it didn't register properly that I was dipping the okay. controller, so that meant I'd lost it and then I still had arrows that I couldn't get rid mm. of, which are obscuring my vision. And I just didn't like it. I thought okay. it was, like I said, That's it felt like a poor man's beat the beat. Yeah. And like with beat the beat being as good as it is, which I really, <laughs> and being really a Nintendo game. recommend. Yeah, you should just get beat the beat. Like for the Wii, honestly, it's great. And Rhythm Paradise is it on the DS? Mm, yeah oh yes yeah they're good but that that's kind of what it felt like a cheapened experience to that okay this mini game 
Then there's a bowling mini game, which is quite good. Okay. Um, so, so overall, the consensus is these games are quite good. But would you pay forty pound for them? You didn't pay forty pound, did you? I did. Oh. It's like forty pounds, full price title. I think it's like thirty pounds. No, it's a full price title oh, okay. for mini games. Like it's a very for what it is, which is let's make no bones about it. This is a tech demo essentially. It's got more to it than your average like. Mm. Yeah, it's got a lot of character. It's WarioWare games. But it doesn't feel like kind of. I kind of am half-hearted about this because, like, I kind of wish it was a a WarioWare game. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm glad Nintendo are branching away from the status quo and tried something like this. They probably felt to get the 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 most out of the Wii U gamepad. They couldn't do such short games. Because they Maybe. couldn't yeah. use it as well. So they decided to make the games bigger and create what's a, a different kind of Wario yeah, experience. Yeah, and it does add. Like, it is a great thing. Like, Gamer, honestly, Gamer is fantastic. Mm. I can't... I honestly... I really, really enjoy that concept because yeah. I remember being eight or nine I think a lot of playing people can Pokemon uh, empathize with that. And just ducking under the covers yep. with my screen, with the, the light on and the magnifier, which I think wrecked my eyes. Mm. But... It's good. Like overall, it's good. It's a nice companion to Nintendo Land. Yeah, I think it'll be good to have a few people over and play it. Yeah, I'd love to try out some of the multiplayer modes. Yeah, there's four games I haven't played because yeah. they're on there, and there's also a game that's like a game of watch as well, where you're a bird and you're catching uh, fruit, and if the fruit mm. hits the stand below you, it cracks a hole in the floor. And it's 3D on the TV, but it looks like a game of watch in your hand. That's the last game on it. I, I this this may be. The quality level isn't as high across the board in all no, the mini games. No, definitely not. And it makes certain games show up as being a lot better. Out of the twelve, I really, I really like. I'd say two, and then I think six of them are very good games. Like six of them. That's it. I've read different things core. online about what people think of the mini games on there. Some like think there's like two or three good ones, and the rest aren't good. But I think from my experience playing the game. They're all good, apart from obviously I, maybe I don't I like the that, that, that one yeah. that you, you played. I didn't have a go on, but like um, even the bowling one, like the bowling one's good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I'm not saying they're not good mini games. Yeah, except the there's, there's a few that it's that just stand they, out. Don't, they don't. It's a shame that's not the, the the case across the board, isn't it? And I think that's what you expect from Nintendo title now. You yeah. expect everything to be as good if they can do a one mini game that's that amazing. Or what? Yeah. Can they come up with something like that? Across? But like. Essentially, like, a lot of them use the gyroscope, which I'm okay with, but, like, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, the skiing game's kind of the same as the bowling game, and then the whole shooting thing with the arrows, even though you're driving around mm. as well, kind of feels the same as the taxi when you're using that on the mm. screen and stuff. I don't know. It's okay. Like, I'm I'm a bit disappointed at what I got for the price, mm. and that's what I think. Maybe it's a recommendation for when it goes down a little bit. But like at the same time I don't want to recommend people to get it when it goes down because it needs sales. And I'm so I'm so torn between saying Well at the moment there's not a lot of choice is there on, on the Wii U uh, in regards to original games. So in my after eyes there are five Wii U purchases yeah. you should make at the moment. First Lego City Undercover and the Cabar because it's genuinely a good game. Mm. It's Essentially, Grand Theft Auto for kids. It's great. Zombie U is really good. New Super Mario Brothers is good. And then you have Nintendo Land and 
Game, Game of Wario, Wario, which are the games you bring around. And, I, and you said this to me the other day, and I was trying to think, there's got to be something, but a lot of them are, are ports. Yeah, there's obviously there's like Arkham City and stuff. Uh, and Assassin's Creed 3, but Assassin's I know you don't Creed like that three. Anyway. No, it's not supposed to be a good port, though. It's oh, supposed it not, really? It's I'm supposed to be a very bad port, which is what I've heard. It's supposed to be very buggy. Sh- that's a real shame. Yeah, it is a shame. You expect more. Uh, Darksiders is on there, Darksiders 2. Darksiders version on there is supposed to be very good, yeah. I've heard. Uh, there's Injustice is on there. Yeah. Exactly. As well, so there's some, there's, there's, some there's decent third-party titles, but like they're very few and far between. Yeah. I think there's even a, a Cabela game on there already, like really? a shooting game. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, I'm, I hope it picks up. I think well, it, we know from E3, yeah. and we, we, we know that Nintendo have got more up their sleeves, so and there the are next some good month, things coming along. In the next month, there's great games. Obviously, um, the Super Luigi U has been released uh, to much acclaim as a digital download. I unfortunately have a 4-gig Wii U, so I'm waiting for the, the boxed one, purely because it's a green case, and I like boxed games, which comes out on the same day as Pikmin 3. And honestly, I cannot wait for it. I love the Pikmin series. It has been 10 years since I've played a Pikmin game. I am on board. I'm sure a lot of other people are as well. I will also be for uh, Wonderful 101 as well, which yeah. comes out in August. There are good games coming out. and like, well, Bayonet is still not come out, is it? No, um, I think next year, I think. Is it? Oh. Not sure. That looks good too. Like There are good games coming out. I just wish there was more. Do you know if Killer is Dead is coming out? for it you know the new Studio 51 game I'm not sure I don't know hmm, I've seen a lot about that today but I haven't read any of it yeah it's coming like I think it's is it August or something? I don't know it's yeah. out soon but you know there's loads of like games have put their um, their Kickstarter like af- I've forgotten what you call it where you reach your Kickstarter goal and then there's like after action things that like okay if we hit this Mitch this is how much we need to make the game and then if you hit a bit more, oh, you uh, get extra stuff. there's something goals, I can't remember what they're called, but like they pretty much, they put this, like a few games have put it like that stop motion game from uh, the creators of Earthworm Jim, the stop motion adventures coming to Wii Never U. Yes. Neverhood? Yes, never, the Neverhood game. Is it's, a new Neverhood game? It's like a point and click made by the same studio, I think. It's coming to the Wii U. Uh, That's Sigamora, great. that fan-made Mega Drive game is going to come to the Wii U. There's loads of stuff coming. Earthbound. Like Earthbound's coming to the Wii U. Oh, man, I can't wait for that. I've been pricing carts, and those of you who follow us on Twitter will have seen earlier, where I actually just put, okay, convince me to spend £100 on this game. And a lot of people kind of said, eh, it's a good game, it's not worth £100 for a loose cart. And I'm if I can see it, it's not, especially since it's coming out on the Wii U. Yeah, yeah, but I... I, I know... Yeah, I fear the, the versions change, will be different, yeah. I fear the changes that will be made to How it. Will they really affect the overall experience from for you what, that much? From what I've seen of watching uh, Happy Video Game Nerd and other things, it's very much tied into the experience, this idea of pop culture in the 90s. Is this Happy Console Game you're referring to? Yes. Because yeah. there is a happy video yeah, game nerd as well. Yeah. It gets yeah. confusing. It is. He's yeah. pretty good as well. But yeah, I watched both. I think both of them had a thing about Earthbound. Okay, cool. I watched a lot about Earthbound today. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, like it should pick up. I hope. Yeah. Have you played anything else? 
Of course I have, Matthew. Oh, really? Tell well, us, I Thomas. I got Deadpool, didn't I? You did. And I'm going to sing Deadpool's praises as much as I possibly can. It's come out to a few lukewarm reviews, but uh, from what I've played, I've immensely enjoyed it. Uh, Speaking of lukewarm reviews, before we go in, we saw Lone Ranger yesterday. It's a good movie. Don't believe press. Anyway, carry on. I think it's early days for Lone Ranger. Yeah. It's only released, officially released the other day, wasn't it? Today, I think. Yeah, so... So yeah, by the time you hear this, Lone Ranger will be able to go see more it. More people see it, the more these rate online ratings will will rise. You know? Yeah, anyway, Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool, Deadpool. Wow, that's great. Oh, what a funny game. You know, from the off, it's like throwing the, the, the humour at you thick and fast. Uh, the, the game's self-aware as the character Deadpool is, uh, for those familiar with the, the comic book character. Um, yeah, you, you know you're in for a fun ride uh, from, from, from the off. And it is primarily, it's 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 an action game, uh, third person action game, a combination of uh, sword. Why do you call that sword fighting? I won't call it sword fighting. I should call it hack and slash. Hack and slash blade action, and then you've got a you've got guns as well. And and what really stands out to me about Deadpool is uh, how you use how you effortlessly switch from one to the other. You'll find there's certain enemies who shoot at you, stay at a distance and shoot at you. Where you you want to use the guns, there's others that run up to you and you use your swords. Um, kind of felt a bit Devil May Cry to me. Yeah, uh, not quite it. as aer- uh, acrobatic as Dante yeah. and Devil May Cry, um, and and a lot more straightforward really in its uh, level design and, and, oh, definitely, and things yeah. like that. Um, it's straightforward. It's a revolutionary in terms of gameplay, but it's done very well. Mechan- the mechanics of the thing work. Uh, I've heard things about the camera not being great. Yeah, I've had to move the camera a few times, but it's not hindered my enjoyment of the game whatsoever. Yeah. And I know we're, when a bad camera does that, so I've had much <laughs> worse experiences when it comes to cameras. Um, played a lot of early 3D platformers. Yeah. <laughs> and let's be honest about this. I mean, you do play a lot of these third-person action titles. Mm. So, I mean... Yeah, I... I enjoy them, and, and, and the more straightforward they are, probably the better. And Deadpool yeah. is very straightforward um, and genuinely funny. I am a big comic fan, and I, but Deadpool up until a couple of years ago was my main purchase, and then they kind of overdid him and brought out all Deadpool Corpse and all this kind of stuff. But it's very true to, like... 90s Deadpool, it re- the relationship between because cable pops up at one yeah. point is very very reminiscent of the Cable and Deadpool comics, and I, I it made me want to play it, and for me to want to play a third person action game, which you know don't get me wrong, like I've played some amazing third person action games like Al Shaddai and Shadows of the Damned. Like, they're not really my thing, as my hatred for Metal Gear Solid Rising will This was to. kind of like Metal Gear Solid Rising. There were certain things but about it good. that reminded me of it, yeah. But it's like, with all, without any kind of the pretentiousness, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> like, but it seems... It's like a fast food version of um, Metal Gear Rising. Yeah, I think that's a made-for-box quote. <laughs> fast food Metal Gear Rising. But honestly, it's genuinely quite funny. If you like... Deadpool as like the character 
he breaks the fourth wall a lot. He insults High Moon Studios quite a he, bit. He does reference them quite a lot. He, uh, he brings up the game's script and says there's no need for a script, and he's like writing the rules of the thing himself. You know, He changes things throughout the game. Questions your ability to platform and to solve puzzles and stuff, and he's just like, it's obvious, look at it, and all yeah. this kind of stuff. Yeah, it, it and constantly makes me chuckle. It's weird, because like, I've never really thought of how Deadpool should sound. All I really know is he shouldn't sound like Ryan Reynolds. And he sounds like Nolan North. Yeah. Because he, he is Nolan Yeah, North. but he should sound like Nolan North. Like, I think it's a spot-on accent for him. Even uh, there's a little bit at the beginning of the game where he speaks to Nolan North on the phone. Really? And they have a conversation. <laughs> and it's quite That's amazing. <laughs> the actual beginning of the game is you're looking around um, Deadpool's flat. Yeah. I, w- I won't spoil too much for you because the investigating his flat bit is quite fun. There's actually an achievement for it if you investigate all 14 things in the flat. I actually, for anyone who can tell me the 14th thing or... Yeah, but how are they going to know the other 13? They won't know the other... Th- no, because yeah. I'm not going to outline them all. But if anyone else had the same problem of being able to find 13 uh, points of interest in the flat yeah. and not being able to find the 14th one, then do let me know because I couldn't find it. For, and, and the doors were ringing and yeah. Deadpool saying, do we have to stay here all day? You know, it's very well and good me doing this, but we've got a game to play. Yeah. You know? Uh, and what what do, is actually quite fun is if you repeat doing things in the flat, it does have a different comeback for if you keep doing it again and again. That seemed to something to me as well. Like he didn't seem to be using the same quips in combat too often. There was either. there was one particular one about running out of teleport. Oh, he says yeah. a lot, which did great. Slightly. And the ammo thing actually. Oh yeah. yeah. No ammo. No teleport. No yeah. ammo. No teleport. You need bullets. <laughs> to use guns <laughs> yeah but it actually didn't get to the point where it was like shut up deadpool yeah but like in all fairness that's kind of the character of deadpool even if he did get to that stage yeah. when it grates you Which, so so it works yeah, in, in that respect i'll also have to say i didn't want to stop playing this game no you didn't you are physically i've not and i'm not someone who sits there for hours and playing video games but i um i couldn't Tear myself away from it. third-person action games seem to be your kryptonite at the they moment. They do, don't they? Um, I, I, I was hungry. I wanted to eat. Yeah. I couldn't stop to eat. I was fighting back the hunger. Wow. Now that's got to be high praise. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm, I'm going to look forward to playing it. Well, Tom goes back to the UK. Um, I'm going to give it a, a yeah, shot. Yeah, give it a whirl, yeah. It looks great. It yeah, does look good fun. fun. Um. But while we're on the subject of Deadpool, this is unrelated to the game itself. I uh, tweeted this as well, so some people may But I'm, I want to address it on the podcast. Thoroughly disappointed that it didn't have an instruction book. Yeah, it's annoying. Potentially, it could have had a full instruction book of Deadpool outlining the controls and, and, and such in, in the game. But it's a trend nowadays that I the instruction got... book seems to be dead, as far as games publishers are concerned. I actually was going to kind of say on Twitter but there's other stuff I want to do that I would be prepared to make one if someone could show me where I could get manuals printed I would make a Deadpool manual because <laughs> this is how strongly I feel about how cheap it feels not to have a manual well, in yeah, the game. Yeah that's it and it feels cheap when you buy something that costs it costs like 30 odd quid for me Deadpool did you expect to have something a little more than just a plastic case and a disc you, you expect to have a booklet in there. 
You expect to have something. And it feels and slightly like you're getting cheated. You've probably even got the health and safety warning. It's printed on the, the back side of the, uh, of the cover. cover. I was just like, oh boy. And then I bought Game of Wario yesterday, and Game of Wario is just yeah, a that massive, was... chunky like health and safety warning. And no manual. But no manual. But I guess the whole point is. not that, a trend I like, Matthew. No, it's not. I hope, well, you know, I can kind of see why, because I mean. Back to Earthbound. Apparently, that's one of the biggest reasons it failed is that they brought it out in this massive box and they put a strategy guide with it because they thought American gamers would need a strategy guide and then charge $70 for it back in the 90s mm. when games were not yeah, that expensive. I thought we weren't going to get past the point of a leaflet, you know, two pages or one page instruction book. And now they're printing the stuff on the inside of the cover. Yeah. It's like, it's just a slap in the face. Because, I mean, Mass Effect was one of the first games. I remember EA said they're not going to do instructions booklets anymore and they kind of just put in this... When a game costs that much, you expect... Yeah, definitely. ...something else in the box. But like It's what we've been brought up on. This is my annoying thing where, like, the cases now as well, where they're just like, oh, they're more environmentally friendly. And yeah, I can I can see why they are more environmentally friendly. I mean, when I went charity shop hunting last week when I was back in the UK, so many copies of FIFA and so many copies of Pro Evolution Soccer mm-hmm. and just sitting there. I'm going to sit there for all time and there's probably bin bags of them somewhere. Yeah, and that's just a lot of wasted dust. plastic. And that's a lot of wasted plastic, yeah. I can <laughs> see that. But at the same time, like... These companies aren't giving us recycle-friendly cases with less plastic because it's better for the environment. It's because it's cheaper for them to ship a lighter case. <laughs> it is, and yeah. that's why there's that's no That's what's annoying about it. I, it doesn't really bother me that the, the, they're as they are, the cases. Uh, but it annoys why, the reason behind why they're doing it, just to save more money. And I mean, yeah, there was problems. They're not with making the games any cheaper. No. Well, this one is, though. This one is a budget title, isn't it? Well, because Deadpool. It, yeah, because they're trying to recoup costs. Yeah, like, I think 30 quid's like uh, more than enough for a video game. Yeah, it's true. I remember like, when game, video games come in. Well, actually, no, they've always been expensive. Yeah. But I think as a kid, I, 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 I can't remember ever receiving a game that costs more than that. Yeah. And I mean, these savings aren't being passed on to us. In the case of Deadpool, okay. You know, it's cheap. And you you made the remark that he kind of jokes at the start of the game that you don't need a manual for this game or something. You don't need to yeah, check the manual. Yeah, but he kind manual. of says it as a manual exists. Yeah, it probably does. <laughs> it probably is somewhere. And, yeah, and they just kind of like, need oh, a manual, we don't need but a manual. It's, it's nice to have, and you feel like getting a full product when you have a manual. Yeah. And I can't, I'm just struggling to get used to this new thing of no manuals. Hey, there's not going to be any games soon. Okay. Like, you know, we will be the people buying physical games. Maybe it'll go the way of the vinyl, where there'll only be collector's editions. Ooh. And, you know, it becomes that thing where a game purchase is an occasion. Yeah, but and then I'm, only certain games are going to get that treatment. There's going to be a lot of stuff that... I don't know. I mean, you know, you look at the stuff that, like, uh, Rising Star and mm. XE do, you know. They do yeah. these special editions. They do, and they do things for things that aren't, you know, AAA... Call of Duties that come with a flying mm. drone or a remote control car, you know? And I mean, it is. The, I actually wrote my dissertation on this, and it is a growing trend in the music industry because one person buying this hardback book 
version of something essentially pays for like 10 people downloading it illegally and you know it's recouping it back to the record industry and the artists that way mm-hmm. so you know maybe that's the way it'll go and in all fairness if you give me a version of final fantasy 15 that comes with a very nice art book comes with a cd soundtrack i'll pay 10 15 pound more for it it depends how passionate you are about the series, I guess. It's like it's like with 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 a buying a vinyl version of a new album, you know, if you're really into the artist and you want to experience But the I music think this in is the thing form, yeah. I think much like vinyl, games will possibly become this commodity that will be like a rare thing and it will be like us the collectors harkening back and going, Oh well I want a physical copy of it and buying it. Whereas most people will just buy this stuff online, as most people do yeah. now with iTunes and things. But I think there will always be that strong contingency of people who grew up buying games and having games on shelves who will continue to buy mm-hmm. games. And then through doing that, the more hardcore fans who perceive it as a cool thing to do to buy the physical copy of the game will continue to do it. If only there was a special edition vinyl version of Deadpool that I could enjoy my record player. You could. It I would play be. my ancient record based console yeah <laughs> no no it's not coming on a laser disc this isn't a cdi <laughs> yeah anything else you played is that it for your uh, did, oh yeah no no it isn't your it list isn't of at all okay. no i played that thing that rhythm game earlier yes yeah you can remember the name of uh okay hatsune miku project diva f or something. Okay. I don't know what the F stands for. But yeah, this is a demo. Fun? Yeah. It was fun. Uh, this is a demo that's appeared on the PlayStation Network. Uh, I'm not sure if the game's got a release date yet. Uh, but this is a popular rhythm series. Huge in Japan featuring this character. Yeah. Hatsume Miku. Who, yeah, who seems to be really popular. She's very popular. She She's kind of like a, a J-pop anime character. You'll Idol. have seen her on yeah. the internet. Uh, she's got green hair. Long green yeah. hair. Yeah, sometimes a chibi version of her appears on things. Yeah, you'll know her. You'll have yeah. seen it. But uh, the actual gameplay is pretty good. As, as far as rhythm games go, I, I found myself actually really enjoying it. I, the tunes were good. They had good good beat. I got quite into them. Uh, there was a lot going on in the backgrounds, which I think this is it was distracting when you're trying to focus on all the... Uh, the coloured buttons flying around the screen and trying to press stuff in time. But I think yeah. that's the idea of the game, you know. It's it's meant to make your senses go crazy. That's cool. So it can't just be a black screen with buttons. That'll be like Way of the Dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. This is a Snoop Dogg game. We mentioned it no. before. It's a terrible, terrible game. It's kind of like the bad movie equivalent of a video game now where it's fun to have a laugh at it, but yeah, it's not worth playing. This game, though, um, Hatsume uh, Miku uh, Diva F something. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I really liked it, and I don't know. If I saw this game cheap, I'd probably buy it. That's cool. Wow. Yeah, aces. Simple, fun, rhythm, fun. Done well. Yeah, anything else? I didn't like the squeaky voices. Oh, yeah, but you don't like the squeaky voices. <laughs> have you got any other games if you haven't uh, uh, yeah I've been playing a bit of Street Pass yeah uh, they're, they're great as you mentioned on the last podcast the new Street Pass games are well worth buying we we, we, we kind of justified the price last last time we spoke yeah. on the podcast good game let that rabbit sell you things you won't be let, let him let him sell follow you him it. down the rabbit hole of joy <laughs> um, yeah so that was good um, 
other than that, I've played um, The Last of Us. Good game. Not going to talk about it. Don't want to spoil where I am. And we, stuff. Did, we did cover that. We have covered it recently. twice, I think, already. So, going past that. Uh, Animal Crossing. Not going to say any more about that. It's been given almost an hour, I reckon, of our podcast time. Going to be doing some cool stuff with that. Send me screenshots of your characters, please, but I'll tell you more about that on Twitter. Um, and then I played a game with Annoying Squeaky Voices, Time and Eternity. Yay! Oh, yeah. JRPG from NIS. Okay. Very cool, very cool idea. And visual style. But I tell you what, at first when we saw this game, we, we, we wonder what we're getting ourselves in. The first to. 15 minutes, a bit of pure, terribly written Japanese dialogue with a voice acting, because I accidentally clicked on the American voice acting and I couldn't find out how to change it back to the original Japanese was hero oh, horrendous uh, horrendous horrific and horrendous and horrendous. every other word starting with H horrific means unaudible without wanting you to well, stab a fork in your ear because it's the the lead <sighs> dude you know is uh, a douche yeah just the most uh, unlikable lead character a whiny in any perv. JRPG. He's just a whiny perv. <laughs> and yeah, you're getting married and then something happens. Oh, the beginning, they were talking about the wedding. I, oh, two I just main didn't care. And they went on for a while and you, you go at the beginning of the game was to talk about the wedding and to ask questions and you had the <laughs> alternative answers. Yeah, but who cares? I know I should have, you know, expected... You know, JRPGs not really regarded for their dialogue. Earthbound, Final Fantasy VI, Seven, kind of. You know, there are games that are exempt from this rule of terrible JRPG dialogue with terrible JRPG cliches. But yeah, it was just kind well, of the strength of this game is its unique visual styling in part. But I've heard it's been done before. But this is apparently the better version of it. Oh. Essentially, what the game does that's kind of unique and apparently not so. I, I wasn't familiar with other games that have done this, but apparently there have been a few that have tried to accomplish this. And this game does accomplish it, in all fairness, is that there are 3D rendered backgrounds and essentially your character is an animated sprite through and through it. It was all hand-drawn. There's no 3D cell shading. You are a 3D sprite. And not in the sense of like... A general a visual sprite. novel or a fire emblem where you are a 2D sprite. You are a kind of 3D rendered not, animation. You are you're not rendered in 3D though. Are but you? I mean like you're you are a physical character who when you move your character you move. Imagine it like an um, animation. Roger Rabbit. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's like Roger Rabbit but with anime ladies. Imagine Roger Rabbit in a CG world. Yeah. It's kind go. of got the... Kind of the background moves and not your character, obviously. It's yeah. kind of your character's just kind of doing the it's same thing. It's clever how they pulled it off, to be honest. It and looks very nice. Yeah. I commented as I was watching Matt play it that uh, it does bring a lot more life to the character. The it fact does. that it's an anim- a 2D animated character, as in, in a cartoon animation. They don't feel solace, but I've, I've got a sneaking suspicion. It's not a very long game, from what I understand. It's roughly about 12 hours, and I may just complete it for the sake of seeing it through. Cause I wanna really? You think you can last 10, 12 hours of that? If I turn the dialogue off, yeah. Because there's an option you weren't even that down. impressed with the combat, were you? The combat was good, but, but repetitive. It, it seemed like, A, it could be very repetitive, but apparently as you level up, you gain more skills, and you can kind of do more things, which I'm kind of intrigued to see. But it was... Like, it was strange because the combat wasn't that reactive. It was a bit clunky because obviously you're an animated character, so you're shooting and stuff. But the other 
enemies and things are also animated so they're kind of on a fixed loop of animation you've kind of got to learn their patterns more than you would do some in some other kind of jrpg but you've also kind of got to learn where you can break where the kind of the the gap is Mm. in the animation so you can dodge because otherwise you just get hit and you die but i can't see it having much dungeon exploration other than running I can't imagine there'll be any puzzles or anything because that'll require additional animation. So I want to see if they do push it any further than you just kind of running around dungeons and stuff. And I want to see random how battles. far they go with it. Yeah, and the random battle thing is very annoying. It's one of the... Oh, I just I know why they've done it in this game. Because obviously the idea behind random encounters is that NES games and Super Nintendo games couldn't handle having a lot of monsters on the screen. When you start getting things like Grandia on the Saturn, where there's a bit more processing power, they would render monsters, and then you could either have the bot. Actually, no, I tell a lie. They did it in Chrono Trigger. It was just kind of a it was a cliche thing of the genre by the Super Nintendo. I think it was because of the NES that they had these random encounters and stuff. But they just feel something doesn't feel right about them in this game. There's like a five second gap where it loads up the animation almost. It's like these random checkerboard pattern kind and of I flashes a few times. The, maybe the music just breaks like it does, and there's a moment of silence. Between... It really does pull you out of the yeah, thing, yeah. and then you're like, "Oh, cool! This is nice animation." And the combat's a bit clunky, and you're like, "Ah." I couldn't put up with that game. You know, I don't like RPGs at the best of times, but that that would be a real struggle for me to, to I, play through. I'm going to try uh, purely because you know, usual JRPGs like pushing forty, fifty hours. Hmm. There's like 40, I think 45 Nino Kuni to get most of the side quests done that were in game. I just haven't done the post game mm. stuff. And that was, you know, that's time to get a bit long in the stuff by the end. I think if you need to have someone with you where you're playing, just in case you tried, you, you might do anything, you know, that you might regret. But like biting it in this game. <laughs> No, I, I like the Arlen series and stuff. There are some good in this games, but I just didn't like this one that much. I, you know, it's no fault of the publisher, obviously. They could have got some better voice actors, but I just, I'm not that big a fan of the Do game. you expect that kind of voice acting? <laughs> no, because, like, you know, it's Luna, for example, um, done by uh, Game Arts, I want to say it is, but they've, they've stopped. They're not a company anymore. Uh, voice acting on Luna from, too, from what I remember, was fantastic. Mm. Like you know, it can be done well, and I mean, obviously, and it can be done in an incredibly amusing fashion. Shay Shemu, for instance. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, never mind. <laughs> you got the experience. Exactly. Um, yeah, I've um, made a special patch just for you. <laughs> just I broke up with Yoriko. Mm, is it really that bad, Shemu? Yeah, but it's hilarious. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Anyways, yeah, that's all I've really played. Yeah. Yeah, do you have somebody you wanted to talk about on this? <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's that? come to this. <laughs> no, but you, you said before the thing, because I mean, we could talk about uh, Microsoft and the, the departure of uh, Domatric. But yeah, I, it doesn't. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's left. He's <laughs> joined Zinka. He's left. Oh. There was a lot of No one will be really sad to see him go, will they? I don't think anyone's crying <sighs> about it. Maybe the Xbox 360, what it was, in like fairness to him, kind of he was the, the driving force behind it. Admittedly, I don't know if it was his direction that's kind of led it in the path it went and stuff, but it seems very suspicious in 
the fact that he's left so quickly after the Xbox One you know turnaround what? launch. But you you never know. It could be that he wanted he pushed for these things, and it's not necessarily Microsoft who are kind of forcing him out. But he's just like, well, you you don't believe in your own policy. Yeah, I'm realizing now there's very little I like about the Xbox as a console. Like it's um, menu system. It's I'm yeah. <laughs> just throwing that out. There. We talked about this yesterday, and I mean, obviously, like with the blades, it was less apparent, but with these new things it's just my xbox but it chugs chugs along trying to open everything you know mine's uh, not too bad i just don't like the fact that as you said without xbox live it feels like you've only got half a console and the fact that all these big black windows are just like (laughs) xbox live (laughs) on everything you try and click on when you're playing offline yeah and then the ads as well now on the pages in the bottom corner and, and then like when that. you go over them, they blare music at you louder yeah, you than they probably you should. avoid them. But I just think it's the, the whole system of that. It's just a bit of a mess. And you compare it to something as sleek as the PlayStation menu system, which pretty much is, if you don't want to look at something, you don't have to go there. Yeah, that's true. Very much, you know, it, it feels like Xbox, you have to like trawl through menu screens to find exactly what you want. I do kind of like how the game store set out, though, because, I mean, just now I was looking at the... Uh, PSN store just because I was I looking for things. I think it's nice. Like, don't get me wrong, I like the side of things, and I, I'm not really used to it that much. I, I'll be honest, I am mm. more used to the Xbox's store. I kind of just put all my eggs in one basket, and now I'm not going to be able to play them next gen anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But I just like how, you know, you go onto the Xbox game store, and there's like, hey, these are all the highlights, and then there's one for Xbox games on-demand thing. Mm. There's one for Xbox Out Arcade titles and one for indie titles. I can just go to those and then I browse through them like based on how many people have downloaded them or I can browse them on an A to Z list if I know what I'm looking for or I can just go by price or whatever. You know, there's some nice things that you can tweak and you can look. It has also got the genre thing that the PS3's got, right? Um, where you can, you can specify genre. by genre of game. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure at least it used to. So, yeah. I mean, that was an advantage I saw earlier on the PS3. They do seem to have a lot more of a way of specifying your purchase on the PS. Yeah. And I think which I the biggest like. reason I fall out with it is it's just it's running really slow on my Xbox. I don't want to have to wait for things to load up, like avatars loading up. And you do have an older Xbox, though. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, like they they're pushing tech now. There's probably pushing the Xbox to its limits just because they're trying to give you as cool an experience as they can. And, and can you turn off that noise up? when you flick between panels on Doubt the Xbox? It. <laughs> it's not as bad as the <laughs> noise you used to get when you switch between blades, though. Okay. Yeah. That and, you know, the sound of my Xbox resembling a jet engine. My <laughs> launch core was just like... And, like, when I got the PS3, I was like, oh, it's so silent. It's so quiet. Mm. And, but now my, my my Xbox core, mm. is that what... No, it's, what's it called? The the new Xbox. Not the, the new, new one, but the new one. The, the one that was after the Elite, you know, the... The Slim. Slim. slim, yeah, the slim. I call it the slim. That's pretty silent. It's yeah, not, it is, it's, it's you know, it doesn't chug along like the old one does. Good. And, and I like could that. argue that the Xbox has got the connect where you just say something and it happens. Yeah, but then you, you say something sometimes and then 
You Did I ever tell you about anything? I was um, on Skype um, speaking to my girlfriend, Claire, and uh, she said something, and then the Xbox did something. Really? Yeah. That's weird. She didn't even say Xbox something or other. Just what she said sounded a bit like it, and you could do it through Skype. That's happened so a she, few times where we've said stuff. It, yeah. Well, there was that story going around, right, uh, during the Xbox One reveal that like people's Xboxes were turning off because... The people on screen were saying yeah. stuff and their connect was responding to it. I do have a little giggle though when it works. Like, hey, look what I did. I made yeah. Especially when you just shout Xbox and randomly. I'm like, shut up! Xbox, <laughs> Xbox. cancel! Xbox cancel! <laughs> so, yeah, I guess it's a bit of fun. We didn't talk about that in here, did we? Um, that Microsoft's justification for them not supplying a headset with the Xbox One. No. We didn't discuss this, right? No, no, um, I've not heard this. The, this. the PS4 is going to come with a headset straight out of the box. Admittedly, it doesn't look like a great headset. It's kind of got those awkward in-your-bud things mm. you can get. But it uses a standard jack port. So you mm. can use your Turtle Beach. You can use whatever. You can. I even could plug my Skull Candies in because they're iPhone compatible and they'll work mm-hmm. as a headset. Xbox One has its own controller port. So y- you have to use a specified headset for the Xbox One. It's similar to what you're saying about the memory card yeah. for PSP earlier. No, no, They're I know. proprietary. But their yeah. argument, their justification for not including a headset, which, let's be honest, must cost them around a dollar, if not less, is that the Connect can be used for voice chat, which is something I found out the other day when I was slagging someone off playing Persona. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah. it's that that creepy thing of it's always listening, always watching, and, like, I I like the Kinect. Like, it's okay. I don't, you know, it does what it does, and it's limited by what it can do, and the next one So they'll one always be coming okay. through the TV at you, the person you're Unless you plug to. in a mic. Unless you plug in a, well, head, headphones. A separately purchased headset. That can't. There can't be a regular headphones. It has to no, be a proper it Xbox has to headphone. be a specialist Xbox headset that will have its own input. Yeah, well, that's kind of like it is already, isn't it? Yeah. Most people just buy the official Xbox One. Yeah. But they won't have the option to buy a Turtle Beach. I'm sure there'll be Turtle. There Beach will be Turtle compatible. Beaches, but they, I'm saying they they won't be able to use their previously purchased Turtle Beach. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's, the that's one, a bit. Sh- the one you shocking. have. Now, the one you've paid $100 for, you will not be able to use. Like, mm. Oh, a bit of a... Yeah. It's sad, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. It's a bit crap, I thought. Like, Well, I feel like such a downer. I feel like we're, we're, we're getting no, near the end of the, 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 the yeah, podcast we are now. We're getting to the end of the podcast. Kind of on a, a bum note. We won't end on a bum note. We won't end up on a bum rush either. Uh, but we'll go into it and we'll, you know... it. Oh, yeah. How can we, how can we get out of this? Uh, I, d- I don't know. I'm not on the podcast next time. You're not? Ooh, oh, no, yeah. it's more sad. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, God. It depends. Um... Bloody hell, you were talking about me maybe <laughs> doing harm to myself playing Time and Eternity. <laughs> You're not here for two weeks. No, actually, we're going to have some cool guests. I, uh... Actually, it all sounds very exciting. I kind of wish I was there for some of this. this yeah, is, uh... um, I, I won't really discuss it. I'll announce. Uh, oh, it's exciting, isn't it? But you're in for a treat, uh, podcast It should listeners. be quite cool. Um, yeah, we're going to have some people to do with games and uh, an artist to do with games who's a very good friend of ours. But yeah, it's going to be cool. It should be all right. Like, um, yeah, interviewing people. Ooh, this is going to be fun. But, but is it still going to keep the regular show format as well? I kind of discussed it with them both. Um, possibly less so for the interview, but yeah, um, 
with a with our artist friend, it's going to pretty much keep the same format. So it should be interesting. And obviously, I'll do an interview as well mm. and conduct a proper interview. Put on my professional radio voice. I, I received look pronunciation. Very much to uh, hearing that what what the next two weeks brings of Tom Matt Attack. Yeah, it should be quite cool. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to Copenhagen. And I may also go to Flensburg, apparently. Um, our good friend Paul, hey Paul, um, told us there is a retro, Yo, there's a retro store in Flensburg that we have missed. Ah, there Germany. Is a, there is a specialist retro retailer in Flensburg in Germany, which is the only our train away. So I may pop down to Flensburg and have a look. Hmm. Also, car boot sale at the weekend. And Where's uh, that? Filer. Filer? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's all happening, Tom. Where are you? Very uh, yeah, regional here for listeners. Uh, Denmark. Yeah. We live yeah. in a place called Vila. Just so you know what's going on there. Yeah, in yeah. Jutland. Because yeah. everyone seems to think we're from Copenhagen. No, we're we're in Jutland. That's Yay! Cool. No, because yeah, we're slumming it, yo. Um, oh, I can't say that about no, Vila. I like. I love our house. It's cool. Vila's a cool place. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, yeah. Is there anything else you would like to discuss on this podcast? No, or I think I've got it all out of my system, Matthew. Oh, wrap it up. All that stuff about manuals and the Xbox dashboard. Oh, I'm all... I'm all Are you ready out. to go on vacation now? <laughs> Are these things that have been making you I'm ready restless? To and go back and uh, play some Japanese uh, PlayStation 2 games. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah. Actually, maybe you can like do some kind of like Tom on tour diary. Maybe yeah, I... do a few things. We were going to start today and we didn't really get a chance to do it. A few YouTube videos, um, so expect us to start adding you if you have YouTube streams. We won't have any content up for like a week or so, or maybe even more, but we will start delving into those realms. We're going to start taking our social media front a yeah. bit more seriously. Um, when I'm back, I'll be doing stuff with the processors, uh, the rest yes. of the Blast Process crew, so uh, there'll be some more videos uh, coming away on BlastProcess.com and our YouTube channel. Uh, there should be a... S- I don't want to promise anything, but the, I've got a lot of CDI games mounted up at home. I you think it's time for the CDI retrospective part two. Caricature maker. Caricature what maker. it's all about. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, I expect to be uh, delving into some of these games when I'm back in the UK. That's pretty cool. So there'll be, there'll be some stuff yeah, coming for um, me too. I'll, I guess I'll be keep up the regular tweeting and stuff for those who ask quite regularly, which one of you am I chatting to? It's usually me. <laughs> um, I'll be honest. Uh, Tom will contribute to the Twitter feed. He's just so good at the the, the, the tweeting. You know, this guy's a, a tweeting... Uh, uh, I was going to come up with a really good word. And I'm just king. Tweet king. Tweet king. Tweet king. No, I wouldn't. A maestro. A maestro of the tweet. I'm getting there with this. I'm getting there with this social media thing. If this was the days of MySpace, we'd be we'd be rolling in the followers. But yeah, new social media platforms. By the time I master one, another one comes along. <laughs> Curse you, evolution! I'm slowly getting a feel for Twitter, so expect me to be on there a little bit more. Yeah, than Tom, I am. Tom's putting his foot in the water. I've, I've, have you seen? I've, I've, I've you know, sent some stuff back from my personal Twitter account. I've retweeted that oh, to you, you, lovely people. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you should, yeah, you can follow us. Um, your at is uh, Tom Parry eleven. Tom Parry 11. Uh, yeah. Mine is Tziner, and I've also obviously man in the boards at our Twitter account, which is at TMA Cast. 
Mm. Please tweet. It's great fun. You know, I, I, I do, I do look at the tweets myself as well. Yeah, we we've got some. I'd say there's some really cool people who tweet us quite regularly. And I, as I say, Matt, when I say I do look at them, I'm actually Matt's kind yeah, of the guy you know, who's you, been keeping. You do, you know, you do contribute to the tweets and stuff. And I mean, like, even if it's just in passing when we're playing a game and you're commenting on them and stuff, like, you know, I mean, we put the Twitter stuff of uh, the Deadpool manual yeah, fiasco yeah, that's been yeah. talked about on this. Cause so you I feel strongly, so strongly about, about it, it enough. I'll, I'll tweet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, loads of cool people. Yeah, well, us. it's all good on the internet world as well. You know, it's 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 fun. It's Tom Matt everywhere. Yeah, I don't want to name people because then I don't want to leave people out. So I'm just going to keep to follow Fridays. But yeah, we have some very cool Twitter followers. Oh, if you see us yeah. adding people, um, I will also yeah, I'll just wrap up by saying yeah, at the Super Rad. You should also give them a listen. A very good podcast. And uh, Game Grips with Tooth this week was kind of cool. Talking mm. about loads of you found loads of Atari stuff. Mm. And a box Commodore 64 in mint condition. I'll show you. It's really cool. Um, yeah, so at Team Cast for us. Follow us, please. If you have an iTunes account, we really, really, really appreciate it. If you can take a moment of your time just to give it a quick review. Quick subscribe if you like us, you know. And we're open to change. It's not we're asking for ass kissy reviews. We just want reviews in general. So we can improve. We can grow for you. Like that. Nice speech. Nice. Yeah. I'm empowering, empowering a nation on this thing you called the internet. See, you shouldn't have told me. I was unaware. Wow. I was just yeah, like, you know. Now you know the internet exists. Yeah. Never see you again. Much like, you know, that time I, I said to that guy, ha, I bet he's unhappy. He got his ass kicked by a minus F ranking person in persona. For arena. Yeah, and then I realized he could hear me because I talked and there was a kind The internet's a dangerous place. <laughs> Be is. careful, listeners. Oh. Uh, you know what you're best doing? Gaming on. Gaming on. Gaming on.